Hello, everybody, and welcome to Just Nas Science Podcast, where each episode we find the worst science-related posts on social media and get just a little salty about them. I'm Lauren. And I'm Nick. And with each episode, we have three goals. The first is to promote higher thinking. The second is to educate. And the third is to make you laugh. This is a comedy podcast, after all. Before we get started, we want to take a second to thank all of our new Twitch followers and subscribers and give a special shout out to Lauren, who generously gifted several subscriptions to our viewers. We just wanted to say thank you very much, and we love you. And if you want to be a part of our community, there's a link to our Discord and our Twitch channel in the show notes. Today's episode, we're going to be debating whether or not we live in a computer simulation. This has been a hot topic on Reddit, and has lent itself to countless weird and goosebump-causing stories. It's even gotten the attention of cosmologists and astrophysicists, where some believe the chances we're living on someone else's hard drive is 50-50. Now, me personally, I don't think so. Well, just to give you an idea of kind of like where we're going with this and, and what we're talking about, if you've ever seen the movies Men in Black 1 or 2, the last scene in each of those is kind of like what we're talking about. Like, you know, and I think in Men in Black 2, they're chasing this marble and this cat's collar for the whole movie, right? Because it's this universe. And then at the very end of the movie, the camera zooms out like incredible amount, right, into our universe and our space. And then you just see that we're actually just living in a marble in someone else's world. And it just goes like on and on. It's like this inception of everyone living in a marble. And the other one was like these creatures living in a locker. And turns out our whole world is just in the locker and some train terminal and some giant aliens world. So it's really this weird idea that we may be just living on someone else's computer, like a real life game of Sims. What not it Norse mythology where the planet is in like the eye of a giant? I think that's accurate. I don't know much about it, but I mean, it's that... That concept, Seems right? Plausible. Yeah. So and this is very like Matrix life, like basically. Um, but it's, instead, now the characters in Sims are gaining this consciousness that they may actually be part of a game, right? So it's very existential. It's very meta type thinking. This whole computer simulation thing. It really fr- it freaks me out, but it is really fascinating. I think. I think we could just be part of someone else's computer. It's, it's interesting. Because there's, there's a video game that I play called Destiny 2 where the characters in the video game, one of them at least, knows that they're in a video game. And they talk to us. And what is that they're calling breaking the fourth wall? Sort of. They, they're aware that they're part of a game and that we control them and that they want us to help them bring them into existence. But even by thinking or talking about them and playing the game or, or just saying it in this podcast brings them to life in our world and that's exactly what they want and it's like that same huge meta concept thing which i thought was pretty cool that is cool it freaks me out a little bit but it's cool because that's how like robots gain conscious and take over the world but whatever (laughs) it's someone else's world world apparently anyway so um but i found this interesting article from scientific american that actually was talking about the fact that they haven't they were having this debate right at the annual isaac Actually, I'm not going to pretend like I'm going to be able to pronounce this. Um, at the Museum of Natural History. <laughs> Annual Isaac Asimov. Asimov, okay. 
right? So a lot of big names are involved in this debate, one of them being Neil deGrasse Tyson, right? So he's the director of the museum's Hayden Planetarium. I don't think he needs an introduction. All right, for those of you who may not know, but he is the, uh, the astrophysicist that puts the fact that we may be in a computer simulation at the odds of 50-50. And his argument was, and I thought this was really fascinating, that he referenced basically the gap between um, human intelligence and the intelligence of chimps at just 2% difference in our DNA, right? Our major difference in intelligence is just because of 2% of DNA. So imagine if there was a being out there that had 2% greater intelligence than us or maybe 10%, right? How much higher their intelligence and how much more complex their world would be than ours with just a 2% difference. And, and I think it's even more interesting to layer something else on top of it. Let's assume or let's just pretend since we said imagine that they don't even use DNA as their genetic material, that they use something else, something that is more efficient at transmitting information that or data or, you make know. as many mistakes. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, they, that they have some better biological or cybernetic, whatever you want to call it, um, machinery, if you will. Yeah. And I think that that adds a whole another layer to this of like, holy shit, there, there could be some incredibly intelligent beings out there. I mean, what year was it where the first supercomputer beat um, a chess, like the world chess grand champion or something like that? It was at least 10 years ago, probably more. And computers have gone... If, uh, if you're expecting me to know the answer to that question, though, <laughs> that's a problem. No, but computers have made huge leaps and bounds. Like our phones are stronger than the computers that sent the first humans to the moon. Like it's, yeah, that's it's, pretty wild. And I, I I, think you and I are in a really interesting position with the age that we are, that we lived life as younger kids without cell phones. And so we experienced that that bridging of the gap between like a life before this immediate technology and now... A crippling addiction. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> it's like we remember the good old days, but... Um, so, well, another argument brought up during this annual debate, right, at the museum... Um, this guy, Max um, Tegmark, he's a cosmologist at um, MIT, that's the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. He argued that um, the, basically the more we learn about the universe, right, the more we realize that the universe operates by some very rigid mathematical laws, much like the same type of laws you would find in a computer simulation written by computer code. So he's kind of like, why would these laws exist and why would the universe be created and run by these laws, the same ones that match our computer code? So like, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, I don't know enough to be like, yeah, that definitely doesn't make sense. Like, I have no idea. I'm not a cosmologist or anything, but I mean, it is an interesting thought. Yeah, and, and I, I don't think Lauren is familiar with the concepts that I'm about to bring up, but it's the whole idea of, you know, uh, biological networking. Have you ever heard of brain-to-brain -brain or brain-to-computer interface? Oh, yeah. No, well, no I have not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, it started in 1988. That was like the Wait, first... was this the article that got sent to us? No. Yeah. It started in 1988 with this seminal paper about brain-to-computer interfacing. And basically what we can do now 
is hook up electrodes to someone's brain and just by them thinking about moving a computer mouse like a cursor they can move it and do actions with that cursor then even fucking more scary we've only done this with with mice or rats but we can take sensory information that a mouse gets and in real time transmit it to a totally different mouse or rat that isn't experiencing that you know sensory information and pass on the information through a computer encoder and it relies totally on the neural networks of the mice or the rodents i I gotta gotta stop saying mice uh it relies totally on the neural networks of the rodents and is not influenced by any information from the computer right hang on on, okay 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 okay. so let's say you put a rodent near a flame and he has a stimulant reaction that he flame is hot he backs away from it you're saying you could transmit that information that he now correlates flame with with hot and danger to another mouse that's not even near a flame it's more likely that the information is transmitted from mouse a who's receiving the information because of some tactile and like um sensory feedback so they hear a sound and then they get shocked right Mm-hmm. In that scenario, mice will eventually learn that the shock is coming whenever they hear that noise, so they freeze, right? What will happen is the mouse that's that's happening to, the mice that's hearing the sound and getting shocked, the other mice, the other mouse will learn without experiencing the sound and the shock that when the sound happens, they will get shocked and they will be more likely to freeze. Does that make sense? Yes, sorry, I was taking a sip of water. How dare you? <laughs> but it's just this idea of brain-to-brain interface that, like, you can transmit sensory or tactile and motor information from one mouse. Without and, seeing it as well? Yeah, they don't, they're not, they, they might as well be in a separate room. Okay. I don't know if they are because of limitations of, like, the length of the wire and stuff, but they might not, you know, be in sep- they might be in separate cages and blinders and all this so kind this of stuff. So like, this like, the first step to telepathy yeah yeah like, i wasn't uh, sure if i was using the right right word yeah, yeah no, no you got it okay but, you know, th- this is step one then step two they're just gonna take away the cables and then it's still gonna happen <laughs> yeah can, can you can you imagine <laughs> because somebody put the computer code in for it to happen <laughs> imagine this ability to have something implanted into your brain and that you can transmit information that you're experiencing in real time to another person like, that would be fucking incredible. You could teach... You could potty train kids pretty quick. That's the first thing you get to? Well, because I was thinking of the example. Like you always you always boast that you potty trained yourself because you saw your brother do it. But obviously, I, you saw I, it. I it's not did like it potty was like, train myself. It's not like it was transmitted from his brain to yours in a different room. But it just I mean, made me think know of that. I don't know that for sure. You're right, Nick. You are the first experiment with this. No one's told you. interesting little tidbit from a theoretical physicist right his name is James Gates so he is at the University of Maryland and he was saying that while he was studying quarks and electrons and supersymmetry 
that he kept coming across these error correcting codes, which is something that you would find in a computer browser, like in a web browser. And he had no idea why these error correcting codes were in these mathematical equations for things like, you know, the electrons and the quarks and this real tiny, tiny stuff that we are just beginning to learn more about. Yeah, and I, and I wonder how much of it is, you know, just that's the laws of the universe. And I, I know you said before, why do those laws exist? And the, the answer you get is because of things like thermodynamics and entropy and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the universe settled on all that. I mean, you look at thermodynamics, it's just to the most energy efficient method of doing things. Right. I mean, so then it begs the question, like, so does everything always need to operate by laws, right? Like, I guess if you really break things down, everything is operated by some type of, like, physics law. That's what we think, right? It's what makes us feel right, that's good. that's our current understanding of things. Yeah, I mean, we want to be able to categorize and, and kind of package up the universe and our understanding of it and say okay this is happening because of xyz otherwise if you couldn't do that how do you know it's not because of a glitch in the matrix or it's not a ghost or it's not just fucking disappearing because somebody decided to delete something off their you know their computer and now it's gone from our world like well so neil degrasse tyson argued that maybe this is just coincidence like maybe we are just seeing these as he put it, IT solutions and everything we do just because this is something we've been talking about a lot lately. You know, much like when you get a new car, obviously you start seeing that car everywhere on the road just because it's on your mind. Which so, is, by the way, super fucking irritating. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, no, all of a sudden everybody has this car. <laughs> like, you, you purposely pick a color that you don't think anybody else is going to get. And then as soon as you leave the lot, it's like the first four cars you've seen. It's like, how is this even? I haven't seen it's, this. It's anywhere. a matrix. It's a glitch. But, but then that's not a glitch. That's <laughs> just like you said, it's it's on your, your mind. mind. Yes. But then this begs the question, right? If we are in a simulation, what happens if the computer crashes? What happens if it gets a bug? Right? It I mean, is that what twenty twenty is? <laughs> Has the computer started <laughs> to crash or or are we on an advanced level in this game now? Because it certainly feels that way. <laughs> So one hell of a year, folks. Like, we've been on, like, the last, like, 100 years, we've been on, like, the easy level. I mean, because I said before that, it, life wasn't easy either. Yeah, yeah that, does, that doesn't so, make any sense. I don't know. <laughs> wouldn't it be a way harder back in, like, 5000 BC when they had fucking nothing? I, I don't know. Maybe the last couple of decades of us been, like... Like, we just got to a new level in the game, and we're just, like, setting shit up before, like, all hell breaks loose, and, like, the actual challenge arrives, which it has arrived. I certainly hope so. Yeah, it, it's it's tough. Um, I really wish that we could, you know, we don't have true scientific evidence for or against this, right? Like, we can talk about the different things that people notice and whether it's actual astrophysicist debates and and what they find in their research or if it's just purely anecdotal uh you know the there's kind of no way to know it's almost like asking is there a god like we don't fucking know right and then that's well that's what came up at that debate they're like well is if this is true and we're in a simulation does that mean whoever's running the simulation is a deity 
you know, are we gods to our Sims characters because we've created their world? Well, that would imply that they understand that they're alive. Well, it's like it reminds me of that show like Westworld. You ever see it? I watched like six episodes and then I got bored. We understand that like there's this like computerized or like robots, this, you know, fantasy land they make. and But eventually these like robots and start to gain a consciousness and realize what's happening. But yeah, it's 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 weird. I want to get back into it now that we're talking about this. I, if we're being totally honest, I'm very frightened for the future of robots. What? Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> I'm very scared for the future of robots because they're making some crazy fucking robots. Yeah, well, it depends on what level in the game they come out at. So <laughs> that'll be the end of 2020. <laughs> start start grinding. That's all I can tell you. Oh, my God. So I'm curious to hear from you guys, like, if you've ever had a weird situation, a weird coincidence or whatever you want to call it, where you're like, what the hell was this? Was that a glitch in the Matrix? And you can find a lot of these weird stories from people if you go on the subreddits, glitch in the Matrix. And the other one is, are we living in a simulation? And I have one here that was kind of stuck out to me. It's interesting because it reminds me, it's like nostalgic in a way. Um, younger folks may not realize this, but before online buying was a thing, you used to buy things out of a catalog, right? And so you used to have to fill out this, you know, form in the catalog as to what you wanted to purchase and you'd include a check. Right, so this person said they moved into their first apartment in 1994 and looking through a catalog they wanted to order something so they filled out the form they enclosed a check and they put it in the mail and they're like all right probably like three to four weeks you know the check has to get to the place the order has to be processed and then they got to ship it back to her and she said that it arrived the very next day what she ordered and i just cannot wrap my head around that because prime isn't even that good man <laughs> you know like the next day buying mail not online ordering this that could not have been possible I don't know how that thing arrived at the, her door the next day. Well, what about all the like the pictures you see of like three people in a row that they look, look identical? They look identical. The same yeah. yeah, I mean, thanks for letting me finish that sentence. <laughs> Sorry. I love this topic and I get so excited about it. <laughs> you want to keep? You want to fucking finish it for me then? No, no, I'm sorry. What no, was that was it. That was all I had. <laughs> so thanks, thanks for taking that one thing for me. So. <laughs> But no, there's there's a ton of <laughs> of you know things like that. People like some guy on on Reddit was saying that his his bag of cheese disappeared and he couldn't find it anywhere. Which like like, that, like mid eating it. Yeah, he was eating it and he's got distracted because he was studying and out of nowhere he went to go reach in his bag of cheese, which odd snack choice. <laughs> um, but he couldn't, he said it just disappeared. He couldn't find it. He looked all over. He got his mom to help and they, they could not find it under the bed. He checked the drawers everywhere, the fridge, couldn't find it. Just gone. So wild. And then it makes you realize like how much of life we go through on autopilot. And you're like, dang it. I wish I could have been like a little more conscious while I was doing that to be like, did I really even have the cheese in the first place? Or did I just imagine that? Oh, oh wait. Oh, Okay. You ever, like, drive somewhere, and then you get where you're going, and you're like, I don't remember driving here. Yeah, 100%. You know how, like, in video games, they have, like, the fast travel? Yeah. You think that's what's happening? 
they just like click a destination and just like arrive there uh yeah so, <laughs> sometimes i legit feel like that I'm like i do not fucking remember driving here i hope i didn't run like five red lights yeah no it's that's bad sometimes. i think that's just like us not paying attention it's it's 100 percent your brain being on autopilot yeah it's bad like you ever go somewhere on your normal route but you're not the driver this time like say i'm driving and you start looking around like i have never noticed this building before but meanwhile it's been there for 40 years yeah i know i i've been trying to be like more conscious with stuff like that and so my mom's house that i lived in for you know countless years i mean we can count them <laughs> you're, you're, you're 30 for count uh, <laughs> very countable years there was a point where I was like driving down the block and I was like, I'm not that far down the block. And I've never noticed this house. Like if somebody showed me this house in a, in a magazine, I'd be like, never seen it before. You know, I've been driving past it for countless years. <laughs> oh, okay. So I was like, after that, I was like, you know, I need to be more conscious of my surroundings. Um, otherwise, I might just get, you know, caught up in this simulation. But what, what? I was going to talk about this other story real quick that I found on the, the glitch subreddit now this one kind of borders on like ghostly but it's like this dad was saying that he had um you know like a joint living room and kitchen in the house where you could like chase someone around the rooms and like in a big circle so he said he was like chasing his his son his five-year-old son they were like chasing each other back and forth and then the kid tagged him so he was chasing him and then you know, as he was chasing around the circle for a few seconds, he said, I noticed I wasn't catching up to him. He said, but I could see his back disappearing around the corner. He said, so finally I stopped so I can catch him the other way. But then he didn't pop up this time. So it was like after a few seconds, I called him and, he, and then he came down the stairs and he was like, what's up, dad? He's like, yes. So the dad was like, when did you quit playing? He's like, I've, I've been upstairs playing with my game. And he's like, oh my God, after this, I opened my blinds and I was just so creeped out because now he's like, who was I chasing, like, around the loop for four times? Like, what the hell ha just happened? Well, what about the story with the guy who said he was walking down, like, the end of a train platform? What are you doing? I'm trying not to cough. I think I swallowed a bug. Nick actually switched me out with an 80-year-old woman. <laughs> this is the new Lauren. <laughs> just okay. ask your stupid question. Okay. All right. So, with all this talk about are we or are we not in a simulation, I'm sorry, I had a coughing fit and I sound weird. It sounds like you are crying. <laughs> I just want to know if you were presented with the red and blue pill, just like in the Matrix, which one would you take? Let's just say the red pill is... No, don't, don't, don't tell me because I'm not supposed to know, right? You are supposed to know. Oh. The test, they tell you the red pill... It's like you get to peek behind the curtain and see the reality. And the blue pill is like you continue living in your computer simulation. I mean, how good is my computer simulated life? If it's just like a boring, mundane... It's this. It, let's say it's this. I mean, I, I like what's happening right now. Like, I'm enjoying <laughs> this life. How much like, shit am I going to have to deal with if I take the red pill? What's well, the thing? If we're going by like what the Matrix guy had to deal with, like shit is fucked up. Like, even though his simulation life was boring, I'd probably rather take that than figure out we're all, like, living in a tube being farmed for our blood or oxygen or whatever the hell it was. Like, that is a grim-ass reality. If I'm being totally honest with you... Have you never seen The Matrix? I've never seen The Matrix. Oh, my God. Okay, Nick 
hates movies for some reason because he hates life and I don't understand Okay, that's going to do it for us today. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and especially share it. It takes literal seconds to hit subscribe and click the five-star review button, and it would mean a whole lot to us. Positive ratings and shares on social media are the biggest ways you can help us spread this good, good science to even more people. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at JustNASScience, and you can also go to our website, JustNASScience.com. While you're there, you can watch YouTube videos, read blog posts, or submit questions and topics for future episodes. And don't forget, we put out new episodes every Tuesday. As always, thanks for listening. We're about to go watch The Matrix. Later, nerds. No, we're not.